Are you crafty? Do you care about the environment? Then you should check out Crafty Star Studio. Owned and operated by Lisa Gorman, Crafty Star sells products that have the planet in mind. The products are made from materials that are reused, compostable, or recyclable. Go to craftystarstudio.ca and check out the amazing selection of products today and support a small business that supports saving the planet. Hey everybody, and welcome to Twisted Tales. Just a quick little uh, short and sweet segment of uh, some serial killers, missing people, murders, all that fun stuff. So, just going to give this to you best I can. And, um, you know, thanks for listening, subscribing, whatever. I appreciate you. Take care. episode of bucket of chum the shark movie podcast we are in our third week of spooky sharktober and this week i checked out zombie shark from 2015 directed by misty tally i mean right off the bat let's just jump into these poster expectations it's a pretty damn cool poster it's just a painted zombie shark um like very um like you can see the brush strokes kind of thing i don't really know how else to explain it but as long as it delivers on a zombie shark and the movie is fun, then I'll be happy. I'm not asking for much here. And I thought I was watching a different movie this week. I thought I was watching a movie that was similar to Nightmare Shark. That's coming next week, which thank God, because I needed a fucking break. This was kind of a breath of fresh air. Just to tell you right off the bat, I actually kind of enjoyed this one. So yay, because <laughs> the last two were kind of slogs. Um, this is more right up my fucking alley. You'll hear more once uh, we get into it here. But yeah, honestly, just a fun fucking movie. I had a great time with it. I was in a really shitty mood earlier. I watched this and now I'm doing okay. So yeah, Zombie Shark 2015. Let's dive in. So we open with a woman on a paddleboard and she tells the two men that she's with that she's going to stay in for a few more minutes. And then she hears some weird noise coming from the ocean. And then she asks her friends if they heard it, but they've already started walking away. She sees a shark fin coming towards her, and right before it reaches her, another shark grabs it and swims off. She looks into the water, scared, and then the shark jumps into the camera, so she's dead. At a bar, two sexy bartenders are making drinks. One of the waitresses is delivering drinks to a table of guys, and the guys are, like, grabbing her ass and, like, just being real fucking handsy douchebags. And one of the bartenders, Amber, steps in and starts to take one of the guys out. He grabs a chicken wing and fucking throws it, but he ends up hitting some big guy in the back of the head and they start to fight. This big guy starts choking him with the fucking chicken wing. And then uh, the other bartender, Bridget, sets up some shots to distract them from the fight and be like, hey, everyone, look, free shots. Woo. It's amazing that at a bar, you just yell like free alcohol and everyone just like stops their fighting and what they're doing. They're like, oh, free stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Later on, after the bar is quiet, they start counting their tips 
And then Amber's boyfriend comes in, Jenner, and he starts uh, asking, you know, how the night was. And they start talking about the fight. And then he says he got them a romantic island getaway. But he wants to bring Amber's sister along, Sophie, so that they can start getting along better and blah, blah, blah. So, like, he's just trying to get them to mend their relationship, basically. And then he tells them, okay, but... I need like four people to get this like group discount. So they end up inviting the other bartender along Bridget. We cut to a facility on the island and a woman is talking to a man who's fixing a buoy and Jason London enters the room. You might know him from Mallrats, um, Out Cold, bunch of other stuff. I mostly know him from Mallrats, so it's pretty cool to see him in here. So he enters the room and then she asks if they found the test subject and he says they've been looking all night, but they haven't found anything yet. In case you haven't figured this out, the test subject they are referring to is the shark that has escaped their facility. Just in case you couldn't pick up on that one. He says he thinks it's dead, and she says they have to be sure. Yeah, why would you just like, oh man, I don't know, he's probably dead. Like, what evidence do you have to base this assumption off of like, oh, well, I just think he's dead, just a hunch. Well, your hunch is fucking wrong. So yeah, she says that like he better find the shark before things get worse. Now we're with Jenner, uh, Amber's boyfriend. He's getting his truck and boat ready. And then we hear over the radio, there's a big storm coming. And the announcer advises everyone to stay inside and avoid the storm. But somehow he doesn't hear this because he's on a fucking phone call with somebody. And oh, yeah, he's trying to make sure his reservation is secured or whatever. And so he's just ignoring the radio. But like they drive the whole way there and then they get on the island and like nobody on the island knows about the storm either. I get like, how do these people not know about the storm is what I'm trying to ask here. Like, you can't tell me that these four fucking people, not one of them heard about a tropical storm that's coming. Like, that makes no fucking sense. That's absolutely insane. Oh, my God. These darn teenagers and their getaways, I tell ya. So he gets another phone call from Sophie and Amber's parents, and it's the whole, like, be careful with our daughters nonsense. The four friends head to the island on the boat, and they admire the scenery, and one of them sees the facility, and they ask what it is. Nobody really knows. Um, it's gonna be the end of your lives, but they don't really know that yet. They dock the boat and get unpacked, Amber thanks her boyfriend and says she's impressed uh, with the place that he got. She's very happy. The other bartender, Bridget, not so impressed with the accommodations because she's a bit of a fucking princess. And then we're with some boy walking along the beach and he's like poking dead fish with a stick. And then he sees a dead shark on the beach and runs away. We go back with our heroes. They're checking in and it looks like they're in a convenience store. And this Santa Claus looking motherfucker behind the counter is not giving them anything. Like he's just sitting there dead silent and then someone else comes in and kicks the guy out so he's the real owner lester this one of my favorite characters in this movie just this like big black guy who owns this hotel i guess but yeah he's fucking awesome he's a legend so yeah this fucking santa claus dude is just some rando so the actual clerk apologizes and he says that he was on the toilet because his breakfast burritos gave him the squirts Speaking of breakfast burritos, has anybody here ever fucking had McDonald's breakfast burritos? They're fucking gross. They're okay if you buy them and then maybe put them put them in the oven or grill them for a little bit. Then they taste okay, but just as they are, they're fucking disgusting, man. Like there's nothing good about them. I'm just I'm wondering if that's what he ate. Did he eat the McDonald's breakfast burritos that gave him the squirts? Because I mean, I find typically that's what McDonald's does in general, but I don't know, maybe it was Taco Bell. Although I kind of doubt it. They're on a secluded island for the most part. I highly doubt there's a McDonald's or Taco Bell there. So then the question remains, who made him these shitty breakfast burritos? 
There's just some questions in this movie that will never be answered. Lester starts talking about the different activities they have around the island, and Bridget perks up when she hears the word bar. So he takes them to the bar, which is pretty fucking empty. I mean, it is, it seems like it's the middle of the day, so there's no reason that it would be like bumping at this time. And so she's even less than impressed. Then she takes off her shawl and is down to her bikini. They've mentioned it's cold there several times, but she insists on it. And, uh, I don't know, it can't be that cold because I haven't really seen any nips out yet. So is it really that cold? If there's no nips, is it that cold? Again, these are questions that this movie is not going to answer. It's very disappointing. And then she goes on and says that her body wasn't meant for covering up anyways. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. She has a nice body, but it uh, we'll get more into it later because there's this there's a conversation she has later where she does. I don't I'll get into it later. We'll get to it later. They ask Lester what that facility they saw is for, and apparently it's closed down. And he also tells them it used to be called Shark Island, which is the alternate title for this movie. But I didn't like it as much, so I'm sticking with fucking Zombie Shark. Bridget lays in the sun on the beach, and we focus on this, like, longer than we should, because it's just, like, her tits out. Like, they're not out. They're in a bikini top, but, like, they're they're out. And two guys walk near her, and she thinks they're talking about her, but they're looking at the shark that's washed up. So she goes back to the bar, grabs everyone else, and shows them the shark, and they're all like, oh, yeah, that's so awesome. Like, I don't know. I see a dead animal. I don't get, like, super excited about it. I mean, it'd be interesting. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't be like, yeah, this is the coolest thing ever. We see the shark has like a big bite taken out of it and they all kind of speculate like, oh, I wonder what bit it did another shark bite it. Oh, sharks don't bite other sharks, which is not true. I'm pretty sure sharks bite other sharks. It happens out there and it happened in this case because we fucking saw it happen earlier. So we know what's going on, but these dumbasses don't. Bridget gets her phone out and takes a photo for Instagram and then Jenner, Amber's boyfriend, takes his phone out and then lays right beside the shark's mouth with his head almost inside of its mouth. The sheriff sees this and tells them all to get away from it. And as Jenner is getting up, the shark comes back to life, bites his fucking legs off, blood squirts onto Bridget, so she freaks out. And then Sophie and Amber are trying to pull him away, but he is fucking dead. And like whenever we see this shark on the beach, like it's very clearly a CGI shark. I think maybe the dead shark might have been a practical effect um, in a couple of shots. It was very quickly shown, but it did look like there was some practical effect, which was nice. There's some practical effects later on too, which is nice, of course. But for the most part, whenever we see these sharks, they are CGI. Some of them look a little better than I expected. So there's that. The sheriff unloads his weapon into the shark as it swims away. The sheriff starts getting in the water, the shark returns and takes him out. The girls run to their boat to get away, but they realize Jenner had the keys on him in his pocket, so they can't get them anymore because, well, he's dead and being eaten by a shark. Bridget tells them to call the sheriff, and then we see the sheriff in the water being dragged around by the fucking shark. Now, the rest of the shark, as I said, has been CGI, as to be expected, but this one part may have been, may have been done practically which was pretty cool. So yeah, I like that. And the fact that he's just like dragging this fucking sheriff around the water is just amazing. Back with Sophie and Amber's parents, they're worried about their daughters with the storm coming in. And yeah, apparently the fucking parents didn't even know about this storm coming in either. Like they were oblivious to it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because later on we hear that like the storm is affecting them. So it's obviously in their area as well. 
but what the fuck do I know? The mom is pissed that Jenner still hasn't called her. She calls his phone, but it goes to voicemail, and then we see his phone is on the beach, like, cracked and covered in blood as the waves wash up. The mom continues to freak out, and the dad assures her that the girls will be fine. You know, typical dad mode, right? Just be like, yeah, they're probably fine. While the mom worries about everything. And it's it's always a 50-50 shot. One of them's going to be right. One of them's going to be wrong. Dad, I was wrong. With the sheriff's body, we see another shark. One that looks like it has what I thought was an antenna on its fin, but I guess it's a spear. I don't know if I missed a part where this shark got stabbed with a spear, but it's how we identify it as like the main bad shark. The girls are all upset about what happened, but they're still in the boat. So like, get out of the boat. Like, you can't go anywhere. Sharks are in the water. Your boat's in the water. Just get out of the fucking water. It's like Piranha uh, 3 Double D where they're in the water park. Just don't go in the pool. Just don't do that. And then you'll be okay. But oh, fucking people, man. Dumbasses. And then we see two sharks attacking what's left of the sheriff's body. One of them turns away and hits the boat the girls are in, and the boat starts drifting away from the dock. They say they're trapped, but the dock is like three feet away. And they're like, oh, a shark swam in between us and the dock, so now we can't jump. Like, they could wait and jump, but no, too scary. Better to just die, I guess. Amber gets on the radio and contacts the facility where Jason London picks up and says it's a restricted military access channel and to contact the local authorities. And Amber tells him, well, they're dead and there's a shark attacking. Dr. Palmer, the head scientist lady, tells him to go after it. Amber decides to create a distraction while the other two girls make a run for it. They manage to finally get across the three-foot gap. Ooh. One of the sharks uh, sinks to the bottom and its eyes turn white. So I guess this indicates that it's a zombie shark now. I, I wasn't totally sure what was going on because I had already assumed it was a zombie shark. And now they're, I don't know. I was confused. The movie's confused. We're all confused. And then we cut to four people hanging out on the beach, drinking beer, telling stories. One of the boyfriends says his girlfriend is boring because, like, she chickened out going skydiving or something. This guy is just kind of a dick, really. And she says, oh, yeah, watch me go skinny dipping. So she gets down to her bikini, walks in the water, takes her bikini off, and all her friends are like, whoa, you're so crazy. And then the shark comes and grabs her. And then the boyfriend steps in the water and gets him, too. So basically... Uh, this is all the boyfriend's fault, because if he didn't call his girlfriend boring, she wouldn't have been in the water, and she wouldn't have died, and then he wouldn't have gone in the water, and now everyone's dead. Everyone's dead because of him, because he's a fucking dick. Oh, you're so boring. Why are you with her if you find her boring? Like, why do you have to be a dick? I guess it doesn't matter. He fucking dies. Everybody wins. I mean, except the girlfriend. She definitely doesn't win, but I don't know. Make an omelet, crack an egg that shit whatever back with our heroes they go back to the bar and tell lester about the shark attack lester tells them about the storm coming in and amber decides to try and get the military dude back on the radio the sisters argue about amber being too overbearing or something oh my god sophie is just an awful actress i'm sorry but my god i felt like i was watching a porno whenever she talked like every time she talked to be like oh that's not a good idea oh my god just she was not very great the, the other two were okay i mean nobody is amazing except for lester i fucking love lester i he's amazing but everybody else in this movie just kind of sucks acting wise or they're okay i guess i've seen worse i've seen worse i'll say that except for sophie sophie's just awful Amber manages to get Dr. Palmer on the radio and Palmer just keeps asking about the shark and then Palmer tells her to sit tight and she's sending a professional to deal with it. 
And then the four of them argue about the shark being dead or not, and that it's just killing, and someone says the term zombie shark. Roll credits. If you don't know where that's from, there's a YouTube channel called Cinema Sins, and, like, every time somebody says the name of the movie in the movie, like, one of the sins they give it is, like, roll credits. Uh, I highly recommend checking it out. It's fucking funny. They hear screaming coming from outside, and there's people on floating tubes in the water getting attacked by the shark. It looks like there was four of them, and then two of them have already been attacked, so there's just, like, two bloody tubes floating there while the other two are freaking out. Lester gives the girls some guns. Bridget refuses to help, saying she's not dying for those people, so her and Lester go to get someone on the radio, while Amber and Sophie go to, like, fuck the shark up outside. They shoot at the shark, but it keeps coming and ramming into the dock. It gets the last people on the tubes, and they dead. Amber falls into the water, and the shark comes after her. It comes out of the water to bite her, and it fucking explodes. And we pan over, and Jason London, a.k.a. Cage, is uh, standing there with a rocket launcher. He tells the girls there's two sharks now, as if they knew there was only one before. Like, this comes... It's pointless. Anyways, they start prying for answers, but he just keeps saying, like, everything's classified, and, uh, and then they ask, like, if they did something to the shark. I mean, obviously they did, because it's all fucking weird and dead alive now. He hears his other team over the radio, and it sounds like they're getting fucking massacred. Cage tells the girls to go inside somewhere, but they convince him that they can help. I, I don't know in what situation the military would just be like, yeah, I guess we could use two civilians to fight this genetically modified animal. Why not? That sounds like a good idea. It does not sound like a good idea. It works out here, but I'm just saying in general, maybe we shouldn't be letting civilians do the military stuff, but what do I know? They run past the bar, knock on the window really quick, and tell Bridget and Lester to sit still. Lester asks if that dude had a rocket launcher in his hand. They both look very confused, and I would be confused too. Like, oh, stand still, we got it, and then they just run away. Like, could you give, like, maybe two seconds of an explanation to your friends? Maybe? Am I asking for too much? Apparently? Fuck me. Cage drives them to a swampy part of the island, and then we see the remains of the other team scattered on the beach. So there's like arms, legs, and like somebody's ears on there. They find a shark head and still snapping away. And this is where we get like a practical shark head effect, which was cool because they didn't have to do it. Like they probably could have just done it CGI. They do have to sort of interact with it. So it does make sense to have a practical one, which is awesome. And it actually looked decent. Look, like a decent looking practical shark head effect. Uh, I've just been dying for this in the last few movies I've watched. Like, my God. But anyways, I'm a happy boy now. Out on the water, we see a whole school of sharks in a fucking frenzy. And then Cage spots the experimental shark with the uh, spear sticking out and calls it Bruce Jaws reference. Because the name of the mechanical shark that they used in Jaws was named Bruce. Palmer calls on the radio and says the whole team is gone and the shark has infected other sharks. And Cage says it looks like Bruce is intentionally trying to infect the other sharks. And Palmer speculates that the infection could also spread to humans. So he has to figure out a way to fix this mess. She tells Cage to contain it however he can. I like that she's just like barking orders out to him like, yeah, make this work. How, bitch? You're the fucking one in charge. Tell me what to do. I don't get fucking paid enough for this shit. I might be projecting a little bit here. Bridget is drunk at the bar and complaining about Amber and Sophie being all heroic. And she's like, oh, sue me if I don't want to die for somebody else. She goes through some like existential crisis and says she has lots of thoughts like this, but no one can see past her beebs long enough to get to know her. 
Um, I'm I'm sorry, but were you not the one earlier talking about how your body shouldn't be contained? And like, listen, if you want to show your body off, more power to you. But you made it seem like that was your whole identity. So if it's not, then that's on you to make changes and make sure people see you for who you are. And you're not just a pair of tits. This moment brought to you by Dr. Steve. I am unqualified. They hear a noise outside and they say people keep going up to the water. So they decide to go and warn everyone. We see a reporter on the dock and the shark hits the dock. Then I'm suddenly reminded, is this fucking Marina monster? That That's a movie I did a while ago. And every fucking death was the shark hitting the dock. Someone falling in. And, and that's what's happened again here. The reporter falls in. The cameraman fucking runs. Bridget and Lester pull the reporter out of the water and the three amigos show up and Cage throws a grenade into the monster's mouth and it explodes. And then this moment is just amazing. So they've managed to pull this reporter out of the water. Bridget and Lester are there together. Cage has just thrown a grenade into the shark's mouth and then it explodes. But then this shark head becomes detached from its body, flips around in the air lands on fucking Bridget with its mouth open, so now she's dead. And Lester, like, just fucking screams out, No! Fucking hilarious. Back with the parents, they watch the news report of the reporter falling in the water. Sophie calls, the phone signal is shit and just keeps breaking up, and she tells them that Jenner is dead, and the mom says she wants to talk to Amber, but Sophie is like, now's not the time. The dad says he's on his way out, but Sophie's like, no, like you can't get a boat anyways. And the mother starts freaking out and just it feels like she's being an overbearing parent. Like, I know we don't know the whole backstory just yet, but we know they don't seem to be like a big fan of these two being out on their own, I guess. I don't know. But then we finally get some backstory. Amber and Cage sit at the bar talking. Amber pulls out a picture of her daughter, who she said she had when she was 15 and then gave her up for adoption and then hasn't seen her since. So she talks about how her parents were always disappointed in her and that Sophie was the golden child. So basically the parents didn't want her. I uh, didn't want Sophie going with Amber to like fucking corrupt her, I guess. But I mean, they both work at a pretty sleazy fucking bar together, too. So I don't know. If you're going to be an overbearing parent, do it right, at least. Like, come on. So, yeah, she talks about how her parents were always disappointed in her. Sophie was the golden child. And then Cage tells us about his family, blah, blah, blah. The dad continues to try and charter a boat to go and get the girls. And then the mom starts having regrets about the way she treated the girls. And, oh, yes, yes, so sad. You were shit. She was shit. You're all alike. You're all just shitty fucking people. Back at the bar, Lester continues to try the radio, but the storm like approaching is just fucking the signal up. He looks at Cage and asks like what they did to those sharks. Cage says he's not at liberty to discuss it. Lester pulls out a gun and demands Cage tell him. He eventually puts the gun down as he's just upset about losing a friend. Cage then tells them Palmer was put in charge of a special shark project and she was working on a way to regenerate dead tissue. And this thing she created was a mistake. Okay, so this is like, this is Resident Evil meets Creature and Deep Blue Sea. It's like all three of those things combined into this one movie. It's kind of cool, and it definitely fits the Spooky Sharktober theme. I like it. Cage says they have a device to lure the sharks in, but it was damaged when Bruce escaped. Someone's working on it, but until then, Bruce is on the loose. That's a movie I'd watch, Bruce on the Loose. Just like the fucking mechanical shark from Jaws, just like causing havoc everywhere it goes. Bruce on the loose. What you gonna do with Bruce on the loose? 
What was I talking about? Sophie then asks if the sharks turn anything it bites into those zombie sharks, then wouldn't it do the same to people? And just then fucking Santa Claus starts banging on the window. Lester tries to shoo him off. He comes into the bar and starts attacking Amber. Cage shoots him a bunch of times in the chest, but he doesn't die. Obviously, Lester shoots him in the head and is like, how many zombie movies have you seen? And it's like, yeah, shoot them in the fucking head. And then we get some explanation from Cage. It's like, oh, well, you know, the regenerative serum starts from like the nervous system. So if you, he's a zombie. We've already established they're fucking zombies. Shoot them in the fucking head. I don't need any other explanation for this. They're zombies. Zombies get shot in the head and then they die. I don't need anything else from that. Nothing. Boom, dead, got it, move on. So they decide to go back to Palmer and they need to hold off the infected while Palmer tries to find a cure. Palmer is looking under the microscope when she gets a call that the beacon is working. The man asks that once they get the sharks killed and contained that they'll start over again. And Palmer says that she's not really ready and she doesn't have this, might not have the stomach for it anymore. The man says, oh, but they're so close and you need to continue your work. And he just gives like this passionate speech. And then a shark bites his legs off because this dumb fuck was sitting at the side of the buoy with his legs in the water. This guy works for the facility where this thing escaped. He's well aware of what's going on. And yet he's just like dangling his fucking feet in the water. You're an idiot. Why would you do that? You are so fucking stupid. My God, you deserve to die. I don't care about your stupid legs anymore. Goodbye. Lester has gathered some locals on the beach and tells them about the zombie shark and then gives like some inspirational speech to fight the sharks and the zombies. And then they head into the water to start fighting the sharks. We cut to our three amigos watching a zombie in the forest as they try to get back to the facility. Cage radios Palmer and says she's happy to hear him and she says the beacon is working. And Cage says, well, I've got enough C4 to kill them if they're all in one place. Then she tells him she may have a cure, but she needs an infected brain to test it out. But it has to be alive. Cage says that's not a great idea. But then Amber suggests that they use the shark head they found earlier. Lester is at the beach with a shark approaching him and he stabs it in the fucking head with a machete. When the shark drops, it just swims back out into the water, and now it has a fucking machete sticking out of it. And then it swims over to one of the other locals and bites his fucking arm off. The amigos reach the campsite where the head was, but it's gone now. Sophie follows a trail into some long grass to find it. She finds the head and calls out, but one of the zombies hears her and heads towards her. They reach the shark head and then wrap it in a coat to keep it from biting them. And then they finally go to the facility and like they take care of the other fucking zombie that was following them. They reach the doors and Cage says it's too quiet. We see the sharks swimming around the bottom of the facility's pier and then they start hitting the pier, knocking everyone about. The machete shark jumps up and stabs Cage in the leg. Mwah. Amazing. Sophie helps Cage and a zombie comes from behind her and Cage warns her. She turns around and a shark jumps out of the water and bites its head off. So the shark also eats the zombies too. That's super fucking helpful. So thank you, Mr. Shark. They reach Palmer and she looks at his leg. Amber brings the shark head in and Palmer is very pleased. She apologizes to Amber for all this. And then she seems also fascinated by what has happened. She still ends up helping them. But it, like when I first saw this, I was like, oh, is she actually going to turn evil on us all of a sudden? But she doesn't. But she kind of plays it off like she's going to for a second, which is very weird. Cage asks where Roger is. And she just looks at him and he knows Dum Dum got his legs bit off. The girls hold the shark head down as Palmer injects it with her cure, but it doesn't work. The infected are too far gone. So basically this will only work on something that's already alive, I guess. 
So it's a va- it's a vaccine, not a cure in the grand scheme of things. On the beach, the locals are fighting sharks and zombies, and it is a fucking bloodbath. There's like shark bodies, zombie bodies, fucking arms, legs, just good times. Palmer turns the buoy on, and then back at the beach, we can see all the sharks start to leave. Lester celebrates and then realizes that they're headed for the facility. Amber thanks Cage for helping Sophie and her, then asks if anything goes wrong to make sure Sophie makes it back home safe. Aw, how fucking sweet. Palmer tells the story of her brother dying in battle for their country, and then that's when she decided to develop the regeneration agent. So, her brother died, she was sad. She created this thing. Boom. Alarms around the facility start beeping as the sharks are approaching. They get outside the facility and then Palmer is like, wait, the vaccine is inside. If this doesn't work, then we're going to need that. Like, bitch, are you fucking kidding me? You got all the way out there and was like, oh, yeah, gosh, darn it. God damn it. Jesus fucking Christ, these people. I swear to God. Sophie goes with her. Amber tries to stop her, but she goes and Cage says to Amber, you know, your sister is kind of a badass which is a statement I would believe if this actress could pull off being a badass, but she can't. I just, I don't believe it. She's just so bad. I just, I can't believe her playing a badass. Like if they, they should have switched the roles around if they wanted to do that. They should have switched the actors. Like Amber should have been playing Sophie and Sophie should have been playing Amber. That probably would have fixed some of this for me. Not all of it, but some of it. It would have fixed some of it for me. I would have liked that. They head off the pier as Sophie and Palmer search the facility for the vaccine, and Palmer is bit on the leg by the shark head. She gives Sophie the vaccine and tells her to go, because it's too late for her. Sophie runs down the pier and tells Cage to blow it. He hits the button and blows the facility. Sophie jumps off the dock right into a shark's mouth. Like, the timing, the placement of it all, just couldn't have been more perfect. Cage looks out at the water and sees Bruce is still alive. And then Amber says, well, he must have let the others go first to test it out. And Cage is like, yeah, told you he was smart. Cool. We know. Thank you. Amber goes to the beach and starts yelling for the shark and it starts coming towards them. She's pretty pissed that it ate her sister. So she kind of wants revenge at this point. So the shark gets up on the beach. Amber pulls the spear from it. It goes back into the water, then comes back up onto the beach again. And then Amber stabs the ever loving fuck out of it but it still swims back out to the water lester arrives throws her a spear gun she takes aim as the shark swims towards the beach and then i guess it hits some critical part of its body and it dies i i don't know why stabbing it 40 fucking times in the head didn't kill it and then this one spear hit something inside of the body we get a close-up shot of the spear hitting an organ the problem is I have no fucking idea what organ it hit. Like, it means absolutely nothing to me. It, it doesn't look like a brain, doesn't look like a heart to me. If that's what a shark's brain or heart looks like, great. But we have not established that in this movie. We have no idea what it fucking looks like. It's like, bam, oh, it got it. Whatever it is. Ugh, nonsense. So as they're standing there on the beach and watch... They hear the shark's uh, stomach making noise and it starts moving and we can hear muffled talking. Amber grabs a knife, cuts the shark open, releasing Sophie. Like, holy Sharknado, Batman. This thing, this happens in Sharknado a couple times. In the series, I mean, not just the one movie. Lester sees her eyes and realizes she's a zombie. Amber and Sophie struggle and then Amber stabs her right in the fucking head. And then as Sophie dies, her hand opens up and we see she has the vaccine or had the vaccine because she's dead now. If her parents didn't like her before, they are going to hate her now. (laughs) 
do imagine like, oh, hey, Amber, go ahead, take your little sister out and you guys are going to get along great and life's going to be awesome. Oh, hey, mom, Sophie's dead. And yeah, the three of them just walk away and roll credits. And that is Zombie Shark. Wow. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of characters doing a lot of dumb shit in this movie. But I mean, what movie do I watch where it's not a bunch of characters doing a bunch of dumb shit? Overall, I just had a really good time with the movie. It was still a lot of fun. The whole idea of like sharks biting people and them turning into zombies was really cool. I feel like they introduced these ideas and we saw some of it, but we could have seen more. I would have liked to have seen more zombies and more zombie shark action. A lot of it is just sort of seen from a distance, I guess. Um, I mean, there are some cool scenes, like especially when uh, the locals and Lester are fighting at the beach, like there's blood everywhere. That was cool. But uh, yeah, I just wish they'd kind of explored it a little bit better. But I mean, overall, it was just it was a good time. It's not it's not going to make it into my top five favorite, but it's certainly not going into the top five worst. And it's probably one of the best ones I've watched in the last like two or three movies. So I'm I'm pretty happy about that. But I have to say, like, my absolute favorite fucking death was Bridget. When that fucking shark head exploded off of its body and then landed on her. That shit was just funny. Like, that was just so fucking good. Um, as far as, like, poster expectations, um, honestly, this is pretty well exactly what I expected from the movie. I just wanted dumb fun, and it delivered. We got a zombie shark. We got several zombie sharks. Uh, we got actual zombies. Uh, we got some practical effects. Not a lot, but there were some in there. I mean, it basically just takes reference from other shark movies we've seen. And we got our Jaws reference. We, we always got to have Jaws reference in there, but we got it this time too, so we're good. Woo! <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, fun fucking movie. If you can find it, put it on when you're drunk or stoned one night, and you'll have a good time. That was Zombie Shark from 2015, directed by Misty Tally. Don't forget to follow me on all of the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Slasher, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast. You can go to my website, bucketofchumpodcast.com, and for even more Bucket of Chum content, new episodes, wallpapers, all kinds of things like that, go over to patreon.com forward slash bucket of chum. Um, after this episode comes out on Saturday, uh, my review of Creature Night 2 will be out. So check that out for even more Bucket of Chum, and I will see you guys next time for an all-new episode. <laughs>
Hi everybody, I'm Josh. And I'm Brett. If you're looking for a different horror podcast, one that stands out from the rest... Well, don't look here. (laughs) Absolutely not. Every week we talk about our favorite horror movies and some of our favorite aspects of those horror movies. So that's something that interests you? Check us out. The only thing that sets us apart is that it's us. So if you like the sound of our voices... Check us out at the Evil Death Podcast. Wherever it is that you find podcasts.